0: So we're exploring this passage where Paul says, what then shall we say to these things if God is for us, who can be against us? And when you look at that, you at first begin to wonder, well, where's the connection? Because some people say, I know God's for me, but everybody else is against me. Or I know God's for me, but there's so much trouble in the world and it's all against me. Now, is there a different kind of connection we can make? Let's explore that. Shall we call in Cook here and how it happens? Thanks uh, for joining me today. You're listening to the Good News of the Gospel. In this program, we explore the Gospel through the Book of Romans every year to year and a half or so, and what we see is how God works His grace through His Son, Jesus Christ, and then how our faith trains itself to trust in what God is doing in Jesus. So this program trains your faith. And I hope you'll join me every Monday through Friday, 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas. And also, any time of the day or night, on your smartphone or other remote device, Down, uh, down uh, download soundcloud.com slash faithquest. I should say key in uh, soundcloud.com faithquest. Otherwise, you can download the the free app, soundcloud.com, and then key in how it happens with Colin Cook when you get there. So let's look then at this verse where it says, What shall we say then if these—what uh, shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And you remember yesterday we uh, explored what Paul was referring to when he said, um, What shall we say to these things, what thing is things is he talking about? And we concluded that there are various uh, contexts uh, that he's talking on. Um, for instance, that uh, he has just said that God has predestined the world for salvation. So we can say, who's against us if God has predestined us? Uh, We can also look back farther to what he did in the atoning work of Christ, as Paul describes it in chapter 3, and and other passages uh, all through the book of Romans. It's such a positive book. But what do we mean, or what is the connection between if God being for us And no one being against us. If God is for us, who can be against us? Now, this is a remarkable statement made by Paul. If he had uh, lived a rosy life in some academic institution and simply... Uh, were cloistered in one of those places and were teaching students, you could understand perhaps he would think and say things like this because he would have a pretty trouble-free life. But here we have Paul, the Paul that we know, and just imagine the kinds of troubles he went through. Actually, we don't even have to imagine it. He summarizes it, for instance, in Second Corinthians chapter 11. And this is what he says about his own experience. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in more in labors, more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons, more frequently, in deaths often." From the Jews, five times I received forty stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren— In weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings of ten often, in uh, cold and nakedness. Besides that, the other things. What comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches? Well, what, what human being can describe such oppression as Paul went through? So how in the world can he say if God is for us, who can be against us? It seems to me that the whole world was against him. But then he makes this remarkable statement in Second Corinthians chapter 4. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Now this gives us a clue why Paul can say... If God is for us, who can be against us? There were, from a human point of view, all manner of people and circumstances against Paul. He was preaching the gospel, and they uh, were as mad as hell, many of them, because they felt that he was taking away their idols by preaching Christ, and uh, that he was opposed to the uh, the Jewish faith by teaching that Jesus was the Messiah but paul had this view that when we are when he was oppressed on every side he wasn't crushed he wasn't crushed by the oppression that when he was in, plex- in perplexity he wasn't in despair because even though it was a mystery to him all the uh, perplexity it didn't bring him to a state of giving up on god and despairing He also knew that when he was persecuted, that didn't mean that God had forsaken him. He knew that when he was struck down, and he was, often, he wasn't destroyed. Now, why did he know all these things? Why did he counter them by these positive statements? Well, that brings us to the next verse— always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. In other words, then, there was such a connection by faith with Paul and Jesus that Paul saw himself as going through the trials of Jesus Christ himself. Jesus was experiencing all these things, by, like being struck down, through the body of Paul. And what was that all about? For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. And so, you see, what Paul was going through was for the purpose of God in his Son, Jesus Christ, revealing Jesus through Paul's experiences of oppression and persecution and trouble. Now, this is amazing. This is why Paul can say, if God is for us, who can be against us? You see, we often cannot see the connection because we don't realize that Jesus is working out his life through us, through all our troubles and our perplexities and our setbacks, all of these things. We, we see those things as separate from God. We wonder to ourselves, well, if I'm having all this trouble, where is God? Why isn't he coming through for me? Why is he so silent? Why isn't he delivering me? Is he mad with me? Is that why I'm going through much, through so much trouble? And when we have that sense of separation between us and God, then we can't see how in the world, if God is for us, then nothing can be against us. We see them as two separate things. We say, well, I know God's for me, but there's all this trouble I go through. I wish he'd break in and stop it. I wish he would intervene. I wish he would deliver me. But that's the wrong way to see it, you see. What Paul is saying is that I live my life through Jesus Christ. You remember Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. How does it go? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives within me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. You see then, he sees this bond between him and Christ. It's a bond secured by the Holy Spirit and it is a bond where Jesus has identified with Paul because Jesus has saved Paul, redeemed him. But it doesn't mean he's redeemed him from trouble. It means that these troubles Cannot be against him. No one can be against him. I remember reading the story of a Christian who was, uh, I, I think, uh, accosted by a gunman and uh, threat, his life was threatened. And the gunman said, I can kill you and I will if you don't do this or that. And he said, You cannot take away my life. I am immortal until my work is done. It is God who decides whether you take my life away or not. See, that that is an astonishing kind of faith, isn't it? So, what do we need to do? Well, we need to get closer to the realization that Jesus is living his life through you and through me. You say, Colin, that's so hard to believe because I don't live a godly life. I struggle with sin, I struggle with despair, with discouragement, with depression, and I have all kinds of troubles in my life, and it seems to me that God just isn't around. But suppose you don't look for a change of circumstances, but a change of faith, a change of perception, a change of your perspective on life suppose you start believing what the gospel says that god is living the life of his son through you and therefore everything that goes on that's negative and all the terrible pains and troubles and even depressions and sorrows and discouragements that that you go through are jesus living his life through you. You say, well, Jesus wasn't depressed. Hey, wait a minute, how sure are you of that? Don't forget what he went through in the Garden of Gethsemane. Don't forget how he longed for the cross to be taken away from him, and he pleaded with God for that to happen. Don't forget what he said on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, we see Jesus, once we see him truly, We see him going through all the pains and struggles and difficulties in this life when he was born a human being and lived as a man among us. So, how about it? You start to say, I know God is for me because he gave his son on my behalf and he has determined that... I will be saved for eternity, for he has predestined me. Therefore, since God is for me, then everything I go through is his Son working out his life through me. Therefore, everything that is against me is in my favor. Nothing can be against me because God loves me. Now, naturally... That will not be your first response. You'll panic or you'll be discouraged or you'll curse or whatever. But then comes faith that says, no, I understand now. Everything that happened today, all that negative stuff is in my favor and I will trust the Lord and I will believe that he is with me so that nothing that I go through can possibly be against me. Well, we certainly do explore faith, don't we, on this program? Because it's impossible not to uh, when we explore the Book of Romans. I hope you're enjoying it. I am enjoying giving it to you. If you would like to help to keep the program going, please send your donation to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. Thanks so much. See you next time. Cheerio and God bless.